Weekly Wheaties 2402, Travel Tips, Microsoft Copilot, EV Updates, Follow Up Then, How to Travel Smart with Tech. Last week, I talked about what's in my everyday bag, either to and from work or for when I travel. However, when I travel, that's only half the story. More preparation, at least in regard to tech, starts much sooner. I'll try to give generic tips, regardless of where and how you travel, but most will revolve around my experience in the lower 48 states, traveling via car or plane, and staying at major hotel chains. And these tips generally revolve around when you plan to travel somewhere new, but can still be useful for places you do not live or travel frequently. First, let's start with the planning. You do plan for your trips, right? You need a way to get there, a place to stay, things to do, and my favorite, places to eat. You can roll your eyes at me for saying this, but I have to. There's an app for that. I say that jokingly to quote the common phrase, but in all honesty and truth, in this day and age, you can get overwhelmed on where to start. So, I'll just share a few apps or tools for each. With traveling to your destination, you can go by way of car or plane. I have no help for trains, at least as your main transportation from one large city to another. With driving, even if you know where you're going and exactly how to get there, I still suggest using a GPS to help with general traffic, Google Maps, Apple Maps, or Waze. However, another app that helps with interstate driving is called iExit that tells you what is coming up on the next few exits. Very handy when knowing if you want to skip an exit or if you need to exit now. If flying, a really great app that helps with pricing is Hopper. It can give you a heads up on what days of the week or even what months are best to travel based on flight expenses. However, I suggest always booking directly with the airline in question. You may pay a little extra, but you won't get kicked first if the flight is overbooked. And if the flight is completely canceled, you'll be one of the first ones to get help. Not to mention, if your flight is canceled, you'll have to work with the company you booked the flight with to get a rescheduled flight. That can be confusing and aggravating sometimes. It is what it is, a convenience charge, or if you prefer an insurance charge of sorts. If traveling alone and not on a major time crunch, booking directly through Hopper or another app would be fine. In regard to traveling within the city you're staying, make sure to download the app for the public transit system if planning to use them. For example, in New York, there's the MTA in DC, there's the Metro in San Francisco, there's the BART. These can help tourists as well as locals because they help get around the city much quicker than normal vehicles or simply walking. In most major cities, Uber or Lyft may be available also. However, I only suggest these sparingly and in situations where time is of the essence, possibly if the weather is rough or if it's late at night for safety. Using them too often can break your budget pretty quickly, and they're not always the fastest mode of transportation. If you plan to use either multiple times a day, that's when you should consider renting a vehicle. But beware, some major cities are impossible to park without having to pay tons of fees or long walks to your destination. 
Regardless of your transportation method, I highly suggest downloading the map for offline use for the city you'll be staying in on Apple Maps and Google Maps. Both maps shine in their own right and may have something for offline use the other doesn't. This will also help you navigate if underground or in an area with poor signal too. Pro tip here, if you know what places you'd like to visit in advance, you can save them as a favorite on either map. Now, where to stay? There are tons of other hotel apps and sites, just as with flights, but I always suggest booking directly with the hotel of choice. If you stay at the same chain enough times, you can even earn free nights. Using the hotel or airline credit card helps speed this up too, but is not always suggested. However, if you're wanting to travel on a budget with a little bit of spontaneity, I've had luck with Hotwire.com giving great locations and hotels at a deep discount. So, we're there and have a place to stay, but what to do? This is where it gets tricky and is very specific to each city. For an in-depth example of one of my favorite places to visit, check out another post of mine, A Cajun's Guide to New York City. One thing I will suggest that is common in most major cities includes the local version of the hop-on hop-off bus. They are a great way to get a tour of the city and cover a bunch of attractions quickly. My biggest suggestion here is to research things to do and make a list of your top must-sees. Then pay extra for your top three or so attractions and buy advanced tickets that allow you to skip the line if available. If these are your must-sees, you should pay extra to verify you actually do see it. Again, a convenience or insurance charge. By now, you've worked up an appetite. Believe it or not, I've had luck with browsing Yelp and Google for reviews if I have no references from friends or family. Also, consider using OpenTable to browse for places that take reservations if wanting a sit-down meal. It's pretty aggravating to be on vacation and have to waste precious time in a lobby waiting for a table. Next are some generic tech tips and a brief explanation when necessary. Before leaving the house, take pictures of any needed IDs, passports, pieces of luggage, etc. Then save those pictures in a travel folder in your photo gallery. You could also text or email them to yourself but the picture album allows offline and speedy access. Also, before leaving your house, make sure to call your bank or credit card company to let them know you're traveling. Some may let you tell them what city or state you'll be in. Some may allow all chargers to be held until a phone call or text message is responded to. Consider adding your cards to Apple or Google Pay so you can use your phone when paying at places. This is more secure than scanning your physical card. Next, consider any entertainment app you wish to use. It doesn't matter if it's on a flight or car, service may be non-existent or spotty. For that, simply download your movies, TV shows, music, audiobooks, and more for offline use. If you have limited storage on your device, you may have to be picky about what makes the cut. I'm sure whatever device you're on can at least handle a couple of movies, a season or two of a show, a few hours of podcasts, and hundreds of songs. That should get you through any drive or flight in the US. I already mentioned downloading certain travel apps, but make sure to have the app downloaded for your chosen airline and hotel. There are many things that require the app nowadays, and it's just much easier and faster for you and for them.
These apps typically offer a wallet you can put on your phone for quick access to your ticket and account information. If traveling overseas or to an area with a language you're unfamiliar, make sure to download and test out Google Translate. It does a great job helping get by with basic conversation and has a cool visual feature to translate signs and sometimes menus. There are tons of other apps, but I haven't tested enough to suggest. A common free app to learn another language is Duolingo. However, another pro tip here. At minimum, try to learn as many words from the list of the local language's top 100 words and phrases. Simply search for that phrase, followed by the language you need. When arriving at the airport or hotel, be careful plugging your phone into available chargers. Instead, use your own charging block and just use the normal outlet. While rare, it's possible these outlets can be hacked to steal information. Typically, these ports only provide power and do not exchange data. However, if, when plugging in, you are asked to give permission or shown a trust this computer message, that's a clear sign to unplug and not use it. Lastly, if traveling with more than one person, there's also apps to help with that. I haven't tried all of them, but they all have good recommendations from what I can find. Check out one or all of the following. Wanderlog. Tripit, Whobrings.com. Rex. What are your must-have apps or tech tips when traveling? In case you missed it, Microsoft's new Copilot key. If you purchase a new PC in the coming months, be aware, it may come with a new key on the keyboard you've come to know over the years. A Copilot key. This will launch the AI Copilot app sidebar within Windows. Not to worry too much, this key will replace a key you probably don't use much, if at all, the menu or application key. If you don't plan to purchase a new computer or keyboard soon, that's okay too. You can still get the same functionality by mapping any key or combination of keys to open any app you want on a PC or Mac. There's an easier way to set a shortcut on Mac to open Siri too. If you're on a Windows machine, I encourage you to get familiar with using the Windows key in search. In case you missed it, EV updates. In 2023, Tesla made up roughly 20% of all vehicles sold in Norway. While they are still leading the world in total number of EVs sold, the Chinese company BYD outsold them in the last quarter of 2023. It will be interesting to see how the sales of EVs trend in 2024 especially with the amount of high-end vehicles being released and the Cybertruck making its debut. Pick of the week. Follow up then. Do you use a to-do list, reminder app, or set calendar events to remind you of things? I do too, so no shame. But I've started using follow up then for certain things, especially emailed related, to remind me of an action I need to take at a certain time, this allows me to keep my inbox clean, but still use it as an action item list. While the main purpose is to help remind you, it can be very useful for time-sensitive items. For example, when traveling, a follow-up can hit your inbox with your ticket information 15 minutes before boarding to push it to the top of your inbox. Check out all of the time formats allowed on their site, how to use follow-up then. 
To test it out and see an example, simply forward this email to one second at followupthen.com. Weekly Wheaties is a reader-supported publication. To receive new posts and support my work, consider becoming a free or paid subscriber. See links for the above items at weeklyweedies.com 